clutter is tied to psychological issues such as scarcity, worthiness, and obligation that keep people from achieving their dreams and taking actions. In this Light Up Your Worth podcast episode, your host, myself, Debbie McAllister, and Feng Shui Master Crystal Holm discuss how she helps work-from-home entrepreneurs declutter and design empowering workspaces that reflect whom they want to become and the life they desire. She also shares her experience working with clients to help them through their psychological attitude towards clutter. It's a really fascinating episode learning about Feng Shui and how we can set up our our areas for success. So I can't wait for you to take a listen. And this episode is sponsored by myself, Debbie McAllister, and the Shift Your Mindset and Unlock Your Best Year Ever Summit. Yes, it's the first summit, and this is going to be held online February 7th through the 9th. Can't wait for you to join us. You can go ahead and register now. It's a free event, and it's for three full days of some amazing speakers, including myself. There'll be nine speakers there, and we're going to include topics of like overcoming fear through meditation, removing energy blocks, power of intentional alignment, how we can stay resilient and gritty through life's challenges and much more. So go ahead and register at www.mindsetshiftingsummit. That's M-I-N-D-S-E-T-S-H-I-F-T-I-N-G-S-U-M-M-I-T. Can't wait to see you there at Shift Your Mindset and Unlock Your Best Year Ever Summit. Yay! The date's again, February 7th through the 9th. So without further ado, we're going to jump into our interview. And thank you for being here. We recently hit being in the top 5% of all podcasts, 31 countries. And none of that would have been possible without you, my listeners. I'm so grateful for you. So, so, so grateful. So if there's a subject you would like for me to dive into or some type of coach or some type of healing arts modalities, please just send me a message and I will find a guest to teach us that. So without further ado again, here I go. Let's go jump in with Crystal. Thanks for being here. You are listening to Light Up Your Worth with transformational coach, Debbie McAllister, whose vision is to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources for your toolbox to raise the consciousness and frequencies for you and our Mother Earth, to discover the unbelievable resource within yourself. This podcast is for you, the spiritually curious, seeking inspiration, hope, and practical knowledge as you navigate healing, personal growth, and development as you move forward with confidence, building a consciously intentional radiant life. Each week, you will be given an all-access pass into the lives of other spiritual souls, energetic healers, spiritual modality experts, thought-provoking life coaches, empowering therapists, and uplifting authors who are real and vulnerable as they share their own unique journeys through healing and offer their gifts. 
This podcast is here to provide engaging and heart-centered conversations that offer so much wisdom, it will motivate you to light up your worth. Thank you for tuning in. Embrace your brilliant, gorgeous, and talented, worthy self. Hello, this is Debbie, and this is Light Up Your Worth. I'm so excited for this week's episode with my guest, Crystal. So Crystal is a feng shui master, an interior designer, and a clutter expert who helps work from home entrepreneurs turn their spaces into offices they love to work in, even if they suck at it. Using her propriety framework, the design life method, mind, body, soul, home, she helps her clients declutter and design a workspace that empowers them to create the life and business that they want. Crystal shows women how to use their workspace as a 3D vision board to help them design who they are becoming and the life they want with it right into their space. Welcome, Crystal. Hi, Debbie. (laughs) I know I have a different space too. So maybe, you know, like uh, once all my stuff gets unpacked, I'll have more stuff in my background too, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Feng shui it though. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am so excited to have you here. Um, You know, when I think about uh, all the spiritual principles and I think of feng shui and I think of decluttering, there's so much to dig into. Mm -hmm. And I am, uh, I'm excited to hear about now, how did you get started on, you know, combining feng shui and clutter? Well, it kind of happened naturally, right? I mean, I sort of, I started with interior design and got feng shui was in there kind of right away. But when I started taking on clients, right, I was taking on clients and every single one of them, I'd be trying to talk about the feng shui of of their space and like how, what we need to do to get them like into alignment energetically. And, and I'd always want to start with, okay, let's, let's get the clutter out so we can, you know, sort of start at, at, at a, at a, at a blank slate, not like the everything, but you know, like, let's get, let's get this stuff out that you don't want so that we can create this, this new future um, in the space that you have. And Every one of those clients, they were always getting stuck in just the clutter. Like it was just, <laughs> I, I had, <laughs> I had, I had actually just sort of decided, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, I really fell in love with this. I really wanted to like pursue it, and I was working professionally, you know, as an interior designer, and I didn't want any sort of like conflict of interest or anything. So I was like, I'm just gonna like take on these little guinea pig clients of mine like <laughs> I was in this sort of um the, this coaching program right and I had mm-hmm. taken on all these women that were looking for um looking to find love again in their life right I was looking to heal my relationship with with men in general and to start dating and you know that sort of thing is we were all in this this coaching program and and I started working with them to kind of try to to set up their place specifically and intentionally to help them with their love life, right? And to mm-hmm. move on from a lot of them were divorcees, a couple of them were widows, um, you know, but to move on into into this new thing. And 
man, that clutter would get him every time. And so it was like, <laughs> and it was, and and for me, it was sort of like, I, I really never had this, this problem. Like I was the queen of decluttering always. Right. Um, and so it was, it was like coaching him through this thing. And then it was, it almost became like getting a degree in psychology to be looking at <laughs> all of this stuff about clutter. And I mean, cause Feng Shui talks about it a little bit, but very minimally, right? All of the, everything of Feng Shui is when it talks about clutter, it's just, oh, it stagnates the energy, boom, the end, right? You know, it's not uh -huh. a good thing, the end, but we don't really <laughs> dig into it. But when I was working with clients and really digging into it, it was, it's the psychology part, right? That's the, that is the reflection of, of like what's going on internally. So it was super fascinating to me. It sort of brought it actually full circle for me because when I, when I first started in feng shui, it was actually as a result of my psychology class in, in, uh, when I was in design school, um, I had to write a psychology paper on something related to my field of study. And so I had started, I wrote my paper on feng shui and the psychology of like your relationship with your space and like the energy and how it flows in there. And so I'd written this paper. Um, and as I started like going into my career professionally with that, it was mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, here's the psychology, like really big in your face. Um, and so, yeah, that's well, so my favorite. That's really <laughs> fascinating because I start thinking about what you're saying and I think about, yeah, when you are feeling a little overwhelmed and people don't, they start holding on to old things and all the energy associated with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, so what have you found then working with, you know, spiritual or, you know, entrepreneurs that are more in the spiritual realm? What, what are we holding on to? <laughs> what are you starting? What do you see most frequently with where we have opportunities to release? <laughs> well, in the work that I do with clutter specifically, I end up spending a lot of time talking about scarcity clutter, worthiness clutter, and obligation clutter, and mm -hmm. how those things, you know, that the constant mirroring of those things to us keeps us playing small and keeps us from really making the impact that we want to make, you know, in our businesses, in our lives, in the world. Um, it, it just, it keeps us stuck and it keeps us from really achieving all of those, those dreams that we want. Wow. I never really thought about it as, you know, our own worthiness with, you know, equating into some of the, the clutter, but you know, that makes sense to me. I can see where you, you could get stuck on holding on to something that really, or keeping it organized or, you know, I am, um, I frequently like to get rid of stuff. <laughs> so I wouldn't say I was a natural declutter, but um, I like organization. And so, and I move frequently, like a lot cross states. And um, <laughs> so, <Me too>. uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and so I have everything I own in like a 10 by 12 storage right now. And I just have a few things with me that fit in my vehicle um, for a while here. So probably by the time this airs, maybe I'll have more stuff with me, but um, <laughs> so that I could declutter again. And it's really freeing if once you get started. 
It is. It is. I often say that, you know, decluttering is the ultimate act of self-care. Oh, that resonates right there. How about, you know, when, when you are looking through a decluttering, having gone through the process multiple times, every time I move, every, a lot, is that <laughs> the one area that I have the most difficult decluttering, right? Thinning out the stuff is the, the pictures that I've had. I have multiple totes of pictures. I've gone through them where there was like nine totes. We're talking, you know, the big, the big totes. <laughs> I had nine of those and uh, there were pictures that were mine. There were pictures from when my dad passed his pictures. I had pictures that my grandmother kept in one tote. And then I went through and I organized them and we started getting rid of duplicates or like, okay, I don't need five pictures of a tree that somebody <laughs> saw in Nebraska 25 years ago. Right. So <laughs> I got rid of some of these things, right. but I still ended up with like, three totes, three totes of when I was in the child raising season and, and you want to hold on to them, but I think getting it down to three, I felt really accomplished, but I mean, one tote has photo albums. So, you know, the whole crafty, you spent way too much money and way too much time on, you know, those I'm going to yes. keep for the rest of my, you know, my, my natural Right. Life. There's like 10 pictures in there, but it's yeah. a whole book of yeah. like, right. <laughs> Why did that yeah. sound like a good idea at the time? I don't know, but you know, but what do you, I mean, how do you help people through the, I think those are the tough things, the photos, um, the gifts that people gave you, you know, maybe they've passed. And so you're attached to something that really you're not going to do anything with. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really, most of those sound a lot like obligation clutter. And that is oh. hard one. Those keep you really stuck. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's, they're hard. <laughs> <laughs> they're hard, honestly. It's a, you know, each, each individual person's energy and, and all of their relationship with their clutter is unique and different, but photographs are always super personal. And it's not to say there's a bad thing, but if you're just keeping them in a box, what's the purpose? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, really, what is the purpose? You're not, you're not looking at them. They're not, they're not serving a purpose other than to stagnate up the energy in wherever, whatever corner you have them shoved in. <laughs> mm -hmm. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Yeah, I've, I've thought about like taking them and scanning them. And then I thought, well, then will I ever look at them there? But uh, I don't know. I you know, how do you find him? You know, later, if you try to find him, it would take you like 50 years, I think, to actually categorize them. Unless that's probably a somebody's business now, right? Come right. to our house and scan them because I don't want to lose sight of them. But mm -hmm. they, you know, and I'll tell you who they are and or if it's written on the back. <laughs> right. But, you know, yeah, you could. There totally is probably somebody that has that business. Absolutely. And. I mean, digital clutter is also a thing, mm -hmm. right? So you have to be aware of that. But, you know, there's 
it's it's just like anything else, right? You really have to come down to what's clutter and what's not clutter and how are we going to handle them, right? There's lots of things you can do. Like if you, if you upload them, you know, to, to the internet or to your computer or whatever, you know, you can put them on ancestry at this point. And now anybody who's related to you and finding them can find all these pictures, right? And now everybody has access to them and they're not just hidden in a closet of, you know, in, and the only person that ever sees them is you once a year when you come out and try to whittle it down more. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, what about all the other people that might enjoy them? You know, like it's, it's sort of as, yeah, it's, it's just looking at things differently, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. As I go through the next round of uh, what am I going to rehome or donate? Um, so that's got to be really freeing by the time somebody starts to work with you to go through and figure out what to do with the clutter, with what category it falls into, how emotionally freeing it is. Yeah, it is really, really. It's a, I, that's why I do the work that I do really, because it, it is a reflection of all the baggage that you're carrying. So when you can like put the bags down, so to speak, right? You don't have to carry that crap around with you anymore. You are literally free from it. Like you're <laughs> just, la, la, la. <laughs> you know, dancing <laughs> down a beach somewhere. Right. Yeah. And I can imagine spiritually when I think about the meaning of holding on to stuff too, if you were looking for love, then and you're holding on to something like, um, I actually threw away, you'll laugh about this about four years ago when I was moving from Wyoming, I pulled out the tote that had like high school memories. I still had like the corsage. From my, <laughs> I went to a freshman year, you know, yeah. senior prom and he wasn't like a serious boyfriend, but I had kept the, the corsage and the little dance book. And I thought, why? I think I'm good. I'm you know, stuff that you forget that you actually have, uh, hidden away. (laughs) It's super easy to forget about all the stuff we have hidden away. I mean, and then, you know, I mean, it's easy to not notice the clutter that's right in front of our faces all day long. Like seriously, it's clutter is this insidious thing, right? I'm, you kind of have to have a system. Like I'm a big believer in systems. You have to have a system (laughs) about all of this stuff, you know? Um, just to be able to to keep it moving, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're not meant to hoard. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So I'm curious about. Of course, I've heard about feng shui. I think probably people have heard about feng shui. You know, mm-hmm. everything has a certain place. And I'm so I'm curious about: is there certain like? Is it? Do you look at the house from like east, west, north, south? Um, and then I think it's like different parts of your house carry certain energy. How raw or how off base am I when I think about feng shui? Uh, about 50%. Okay. <laughs> Yay. The, the big problem, the big problem is that pretty much since it became popularized in Western culture, almost since the beginning, it it was immediately hijacked with fake feng shui people throwing in their two cents with, oh, hey, I could write a book on this and throw it out there and be an expert and make money. 
And so there's a whole lot of misinformation that's been put out there Mm -hmm. for, you know, 30 plus years. Um, So a lot of people have the wrong idea of of what's real and what's not real when it comes to fungi. Um, Yes, it has to do with north, south, east, and west. It has to do with the energy of the space. And it sounds strange to say, but how it's calculated, right? And how it's mapped in the space. I think what you were talking about is probably what's referred to as the Bagua map, which is a misrepresentation of the master trigram, which is how you use to map the map the space and how that energy flows in oh. the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how how the how it's remedied, right? Because we do sort of have we have an energetic frequency, right? And so does our home have an energetic frequency, but very much like um, like a car battery, right? It's going to have a positive and negative sort of charge areas of the space. Um, but it depends on, on, on its relationship with you, right? Because like each person is also like the cord, right? So if you are a like a red post person in a red post house, you're good. But if you're trying, you know what I mean? But you're also going to have different areas of that house that are going to be the opposite, right? Does that make Mm -hmm. sense what I'm trying to say? So just like if it's a positive charge, that's a match to you, that's great. But then 50% of your house is still going to have that not so great energy because then if somebody else lived there, that was um, like a, a black post person with a black post house, right? They would be perfect in those areas and not in this, if that makes sense, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the house has both. People only get to have one. <laughs> <laughs> so that way, you know, but it's sort of a marriage of how that energy works. And so we wet, we map the space to say, okay, this is, this is all right. East and West stuff. This is all North and South stuff. And, and how does it, how does it match up? right? How does it blend together? Mm -hmm. And so that we can actually do its mathematical calculations, right? Feng Shui is all based in physics, uh, geometry, architecture, and design. So it's just mathematical calculations to map that out and then interpret that to what needs to be remedied. Oh, really? I've actually never heard that it's a mathematical uh, calculation. Tells you, well, I probably have read something you, about it along the way that wasn't correct <laughs> yeah you've probably come across more fake feng shui than actual feng shui mm-hmm. um more often than not yeah so if if i was looking like if i am um i'm building a business you work with entrepreneurs then so yeah. how do you balance then the positive and the negative charges to bring like bring them more abundance or bring them uh, more success or visibility, or you you do it individually with these principles? Yeah, it's very personalized. Feng Shui is very personalized, right? Because it's based on your energetic frequency mm-hmm. and the energetic frequency of your home. So it's very, it is like a marriage, right? It's very one-on-one. There's no like group mass uh, remedy that's going to work for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like this. Oh, everybody should have a water feature in their office because that'll make it successful. Nope. <laughs> that doesn't oh. work that way. <laughs> right. You have to do the math to figure out like what is what are what is your 
what does your map look like? And, and where are there holes that need to be filled? Where are there, um, where is there too much of something that needs to be corrected? Like what, what do we need to do to make it like fit you? It's like tailoring, you know, tailoring your clothes, right? Mm -hmm. We're doing the same with the energy of your space. We're tailoring it to fit you and your energetic frequency is how that works. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. oh, that's really interesting. So if you were trying to like focus on like the example you used was like, oh, we're going to go put a water fixture in our office because <laughs> we read that that creates flow or I don't know what it's going to create, but I'll just say flow. And that could be really the opposite. You could actually have your money be flowing out of you. Yeah. And because you don't know if you're a positive or negative energy in this feng shui world. So right. you don't know what's out of alignment. Yeah. So if you're just adding, like if you're adding water, um, if you're adding a water element to your space, you have no idea your, you, your space might already be out of balance with water. And like you say, now you add more and now you've created a problem or you've not created a problem, but you've added to the problem mm -hmm. by, you know, so yeah, now you might have created a problem where even more money is flowing out or it's flowing out more quickly um, than it was before. So you might have exacerbated the problem by trying to correct it with these fake feng shui methods. That's really interesting. I mean, how do you, this is the math based upon like something like our birth date or something? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, is it? <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just yeah. guessing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so does it use some of the, I want to say astrology, but so it uses or not really, okay. no, it doesn't, it, mm -hmm. it, um, it doesn't use astrology. It doesn't even use Chinese astrology, to be honest, it, mm -hmm. it uses something completely different. It just has to do with what is that energy? What is that master trigram and what trigram are you? And so how do you fit into that sort of sequence? Mm -hmm. Um, what, and what trigram is your house and are you a match to your house or are you not a match to your house right mm -hmm. um so we have to do the we have to do the math on both you and the house um to be able to you know to figure out those calculations and see where the alignments need to happen because all houses need an alignment right everybody needs uh -huh. to be fitted right? <laughs> just, everybody needs to be fitted into their space um but each yeah because each and you need to have it done every time you move so like if you're people like you and i who move every few months it's like man you gotta it's like this extra step of making sure that you're in alignment because your energetic your frequency pattern doesn't change mm -hmm. but the space does and so every time you'll be you're in a slightly different space so it's got to be modified <sighs> Oh, that's really, uh, I'm thinking of all the, um, uh, the people who just closed a house or something. They're like, what, what do you mean? I should have, <laughs> before you make an offer on a house, PS, <laughs> uh, you might want to map it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good idea. If you already know you're going to be working with a feng shui consultant or you're already have one in your pocket that you work with all the time, then yeah having a feng shui expert look at your look at the floor plans of your home before you make an offer is a brilliant idea um it's probably the best decision you could make 
um, especially if you're like trying to decide between multiple homes. At least then, at the very least, you could have someone to say, energetically, this one is better for you than that one. More supportive. It's going to be a more foundational, like supportive energy because it's a it's a match. Mm-hmm. right to you energetically whereas this one isn't you know so that's always a good thing um either one of them can be corrected because either one of them are going to have small things that need to happen but yeah some houses are just better for others or better than others yeah um so if you're already in a space then you're but you're able to then balance it out with mm-hmm. okay so if somebody's like okay i don't need to sell my house and buy another house or <laughs> No, no, not at all. It's just a, it's, um, it's just, what is the energetic, what is the frequency pattern of the space that you're in right now? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and how are those two, how are those two frequencies playing together? Because if, you know, sometimes you can feel it, like you walk into a place and it's just like, this place feels yucky and there's Mm -hmm. no reason for it to not feel good. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. That is one that is clearly not an energetic match for you. And you won't want to spend time there. So it's probably not a house you're going to put an offer on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Right. But, you know, some of them you can walk in and they'll feel really good. But then, you know, you do the thing and it's like, oh, okay, well, we just have to, we just have to add a few elements to fix this here or fix that there. Mm-hmm. And you do kind of want to, you know, spend li- minimal time in those those areas that are energetically draining to you, uh-huh. right? Versus uh-huh. the ones that are refreshing and recharging um, is sort of how it works in the space, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so if you're, you want to try to make sure if you're working from home, right, you would want your office to be in one of those areas that's that's good for you and charging you all the time. Same with your bedroom. Whereas you would not want it in one of those that's that's going to be energetically draining just for you to physically be in the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So if you have, um, what type of elements then do you use? Uh, I know we've talked about the, um, like having a water element, but what other type of elements do you do you bring in to help with that positive negative balance? Well, in Feng Shui, there's only five. Mm-hmm. Um, wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And so those are the only remedies that we use. Mm-hmm. If someone is is promoting something other than those five things, that's a really huge red flag that what they're touting is fake feng shui. Um, those are the only remedies to be used is wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Mm-hmm. So what is metal? Is that like uh, a metal piece of something what what would a metal what would metal be like, um sure i actually just did a whole video on this on my youtube oh, did channel you? <laughs> I got that go. yeah um but <laughs> it can be just about anything as long as it is metal mm-hmm. um it can be statuary is is really good i've had it be like shelving racks is a good thing um <laughs> i've had it be a weight lifting set right like because that's weights that's all metal too right yeah, yeah. it doesn't it oh. doesn't have to be a thing it has to be an element okay. so when you see people trying to say oh here's your here's your feng shui coin or your bagua mirror or whatever yeah that's crap 
it, it doesn't have to be a specific thing. It is just, it has to be a specific element. So metal can be anything that is made of metal. Um, and if you can't really get metal, it can also be colors, right? Uh, the metallic colors or whites, um, whites and grays, right? Silver, gold, white oh. are all going to be colors mm -hmm. that represent the metal element but yeah i mean you've got metal right up there behind you your little statues of of stuff mm -hmm. um also crystals are metal element oh really okay yeah. so i have wood back here with i have glass i have lots of crystals back there a couple statues and yeah those statues look to be metal to me mm -hmm. i'm assuming they look yeah they look to be brass or something mm -hmm. um glass is considered water element Oh, um, but wood, like, um, like wood furniture and that is, mm -hmm. is not, there's, there's distinct differences between dead wood energy, you know, like wood furniture or, you know, like this picture frame or whatever and live wood energy, um, right. Like plants and what is, what you want to use and what you don't, right. Cause you don't want dead wood energy. So lots of books paper is all wood energy but it's dead and so it's a very heavy uh weighted energy um and so a lot of books in your space can be very anchoring to the clutter i mean excuse me to the to the energy and keep it stuck and stagnating there um because it's super heavy <clears throat> wow I, I have books coming i probably have <laughs> i think i'm down to about eight boxes of books Woo! I used to have three very tall um, bookshelves full of them that I always kept in my office. And now I think I'm down to like one. That's impressive. That's impressive. I had a, I think the biggest one I had was like six or seven feet tall and about just as wide and absolutely full. Um, and I had to, I got rid of all of them before I moved to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, it's uh, and, it's hard to recycle. I recycled them. There was a, uh, I think I got rid of a large percentage of them when I lived in Reno, and they had a, a recycled uh, bookstore. Yes, you could, mm -hmm. you know, some of them you got a quarter for fifty cents or a dollar, but mostly I just was wanted a home. Yes, of where there would be a possibility if somebody could uh, reread. Uh, all Get the books I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I hear I just you. don't want to throw same. it away. Yeah, yeah. Denver had one like that too when I was getting ready to move to Hawaii, a used bookstore that you can, and I love used bookstores. You find all mm -hmm. sorts of amazingly good finds in there. Yeah. So if somebody's listening and they're, they're like, they're curious, you know, like, oh, well, where, where do I begin, um, you know, to even understand this, um, you know, do you have any like suggestions or, uh, I mean, I know reach out to you, obviously, but yeah. well, to get started with clutter, I'd say step one is, well, I have a proprietary decluttering method. Um, and actually I give that away for free. So, um, the first thing would be to go download that. <laughs> so you can download it at declutteryourmindset.com and, and go through that method and, and, start it's different it, it's not like your typical what you're probably used to so it's just a new way of looking at your clutter it would 
you know, it would be helpful to, to, to think of it differently. Um, and so, yeah, I would start there to start looking at your clutter different and looking at your relationship with your space a little different. Mm -hmm. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Imagine unlocking your heartfelt desires and moving forward with confidence and determination, knowing that I am in your corner, reflecting the blind spots that you can't see on your own while creating a safe container to explore your next steps. Build your inner love for yourself through a spiritual coaching perspective. I will guide you on a path of inner acceptance so you can discover the unbelievable resources with yourself partnering to activate your full expression so that you can live without limitations and manifest your dreams, dissolving the trapped emotions and beliefs that drive your behaviors and habits that are firmly stored in your conscious and subconscious minds and helping you to further know yourself and have an expanded awareness of yourself. If you are ready to step up, step forward and embrace life as your true self, book a discovery call with me from my website, lightupyourworth.net under the service page of work with me. I can't wait to see you in our discovery call. Yeah. Um, I was, um, what was I going to say? I had, um, the opportunity to go through and, you know, I'm moving my stuff from from where I was, um, it's up in Washington state now and I'm in Flagstaff. So I'm going to be moving it down here. Hopefully it'll arrive in the next few weeks. And my goal is to go through and get it down to very, very minimal amount of stuff. Mm -hmm. And because I was thinking to myself, as I go through it was that, um, well, if this, even if it's a $200 item, if I do like ROI on the storage, and if I have it in storage a year, could I just <laughs> replace it? Yeah. Or, you know, so where can I donate this stuff? You know, like practically right. brand new stuff or clothes that I thought, well, maybe I'll wear that again. No, let's just release it. It feels like yeah. that's even part of that obligation stuff that you were talking about. Um, Some of it. Some of it sounds like scarcity. Some of it sounds like obligation. Some of it sounds probably, I know we've talked about worthiness earlier, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's all, and they tend to all like weave together. Like it's, some of it'll have a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it's always, it's always fun to, to, uh, when you start learning how to really listen to what your clutter is saying to you, mm -hmm. it, it makes decluttering fun. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to, uh, you know, use my downloaded copy of the <laughs> declutter your mindset, right? <laughs> because I, uh, it would be interesting to try it from a different perspective, you know, of maybe I hadn't thought about this and how can I now release it and, you know, send, yeah. it, send it back out there. I, I have noticed that every time I go through and get rid of stuff, that more new stuff comes in. It like creates this expansion. Yeah, it makes room for all the new blessings that the universe is trying to send you. So, and that is why usually afterwards, you know, you pick up, you probably notice an upsurge in like clients too, um, and business and mm -hmm. opportunities and, and all sorts of things, not just stuff, 
but yeah, stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's- Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what are some of the biggest, um, like some of the success stories that you've had with working with people? Like how, you know, where they were versus where they went, you know, when you when you guys were done and how did that show up in their entrepreneur business? One of my favorite stories actually is um, a woman who came to me and she was actually still part-time in her business. Um she she had a part-time job and she was working in her business part-time she was she was renting an office space outside of her home right in like a corporate office building and um she didn't have as many clients as she wanted she was barely affording to really pay the rent on her office space it was sort of breaking even but she was she really was like she needed to step into this next level of you know to really be able to make that shift over and um she had a lot of clutter. Her office was full of clutter. Her her home was full of clutter. She had a storage unit full of more clutter. She had clutter. She had she just had a lot of stuff going on. And so we did um I the work I do with clients one-on-one um is is specifically is called a peace and prosperity alignment, the work that we do together. And so we worked together for a couple of months. Um and on on her space and, and um got all of the, the decluttering taken care of we really took a deep dive into this this five-step decluttering method like I, um we really really dig in and at the end of this at the end of our work together well at the end of the first month together she had she tripled her income just tripled her income wow <laughs> right and then she proceeded to do that for three months in a row that we worked together, right? And was like, hmm, well, okay, I, and then just kept it there. And was like, oh, okay, so I guess I can, I, I can quit now. I can quit my job and I can go full-time, like in my business, right? So within like six months of us working together, we, she was able to quit her job and go full-time in her business because she had tripled her, her income in her, in her business. And then... I mean, I thought the story was over at that point, right? But then <laughs> she called me back a bit. She called me back later and um, was like, so <laughs> we're going to have to do this again <laughs> because the office complex that she had been renting in came to her and, and were like, they had this big corporate client that wanted to rent out the entire wing of that building for, for their company. And so they were asking all of these individuals to move to, I'm not sure if it was the other wing or a different building or whatever, but they came to her and asked her to move to a different office. This office was almost twice the size of the office that she was in, but they weren't going to raise her rent because this was their request, right? Based on what they were trying to do. So all of a sudden now she got she tripled her income. Then she got a brand new office that was twice the size for the same amount of rent. And then, <laughs> um, not too long after that, uh, they had been, they had moved, her and her husband had um, had actually moved back in with her parents. They were trying to save up some money, buy a new house. And, you know, they had this whole thing going on. And um, shortly thereafter that, this whole property situation like fell into their lap their absolute dream house 
under their budget. Like everything was just like, wow, how many more miracles are we going to see happening in your life? Just because she literally got energetically aligned with the life she wanted to create. Like she'd been visualizing it forever, but energetically she was just fighting against it with all this clutter really keeping her stuck. And when we finally got rid of the clutter and got the energy flowing in her space, all of a sudden, all these things that she was trying to manifest just came rushing in like one after another, after another. Um, she was my favorite success story ever. Cause it was like, this is never going to stop. She just keeps on calling and calling <laughs> another win and another win and another win. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's amazing to be able to uh, do that. And so it makes me think of, do I need all this wood in my room? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wood clutter? Energy is like <laughs> um, no clutter is just anything you don't need user love. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I did do that. So everything that I pretty much have in this space right now, if it fit in my car and I really did it, you know, the funny thing is I, I was telling my sister is that I have my shredder in storage because it's a big shredder because I like to shred mail or my envelopes even like mm -hmm. I just feel better. There's nothing confidential about an envelope, but I like to shred it. And so I was telling her, I can't wait for my shredder to show up because it feels like it changes the energy of, yeah. you know, the, the male, like it as, as silly as that sounds. It, no, that was sort of the beginning of, um, for me, that was a big, that I had a moment. Um, that was a huge thing for me around that sort of stuff. Actually, it was, I fought really hard against clutter and decluttering when I first started, right. Cause I started this other company that I was working with these, with these women and helping them with love. Um, and, and, and I'd probably been in business for a couple years, actually working with those women. And I hired a coach, um, to sort of help me really figure out how to do this business thing. Right. Yeah. And, um, in the process of working with her, right. It was, all this stuff kept coming up about clutter, clutter, clutter. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about clutter. I don't want to be that clutter person. I don't want to be a clutter. <laughs> I, I don't want to be, I fought against it so hard. But when I finally, when this particular coach invited me to do, like, it was sort of a challenge, right? And she invited me to do 30 days of live streams on Facebook, right? Sort of to get over the fear of being on camera. Mm-hmm. This was a long time ago, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you said pretty comfortable to me. <laughs> yeah, this was when I was first getting started. And I was like, I, you know, I started and then I thought, this is a waste of my time. I'm not going to do 30 days of crap. Like, that is just, <laughs> that's just garbage. Like, what is the point? Just to get over my own fear? No, I'm going to do something worthwhile. So I went home. And I took about a week to kind of plan it all out. It was the end of April. So for the month of May, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to do this 30 day decluttering challenge. Um, and somewhere Whoa. in the middle, <laughs> somewhere in the middle, I was doing paper and I had this box of mail, just like you said, and I shredded and I had, you know, those grocery store 
like little plastic bags from the grocery store. I wound up with 11 of those bags of shredded paper. It took me three days to shred all the paper because of course I had to open all those envelopes and look through them and make sure, oh, this is, this can be trashed. This can't and then shred it all. And my shredder is not as big as yours. <laughs> it's a smaller one. It's not meant to. So it can only do like two pages at a time. <laughs> but that moment, quite frankly, was one of those like life-changing moments. Um, because that was when I started to really put it together, the significance of the clutter. Like I'd been coaching women for two years around like clutter and how to declutter it and what we needed to do and all of that. But that was a moment that was super eye-opening for me personally and professionally, like, oh, and that was when I really started changing how I, how I worked with clients and how we dealt with clutter. And, and when I developed this method of, I shouldn't say I developed it then, but when I really started perfecting it and started turning it into a tool, not just, oh, we can declutter because anybody can declutter. But when I really started honing in on the clutter and, and what it's telling me, like, that was a big moment for me all around just shredding up some paper. So I um, totally feel you on that, on how, what the difference that that makes. Yeah. Um, and I did start out with a small one, by the way, I had what you had and I was in Reno and I had a girlfriend who says, well, everything I do is on, uh, on online, right? I don't know if it's on Dropbox or Evernote or something, right? She goes, everything is there. So I always have it, access to it. And I said, well, how did you do that? She goes, I went through every single piece of paper I have. And if I didn't need it, then it got shredded. If I needed it, she had this super small uh, thing that was made just for scanning papers, all sizes. And so I said, oh, okay, let me go through that. What I realized is I probably had six drawerfuls of paper because I'm one of those people who like, I have my utility bills for three years back because <laughs> I like to do little geeky spreadsheets in them, you know, and then I keep it because you never know when you never know when it got paid. So I started going through and I borrowed her scanner and mm -hmm. I, so that I would feel better Then I, I, um, I scanned them all. I created it online. It's all very organized. And then I, um, I shredded it and I blew up the shredder. <laughs> so I was like, it wouldn't do it. It kept getting too hot. And then I ended up with a huge tote of paper and my, my, I think my mom's like, well, just take it down to, you know, like UPS store and they'll shred it for you. And I'm like, no, no, that's my stuff. Like <laughs> I was attached to the stuff. Right. And which right. I, I was really attached to it. So then I was like, okay, well, um, so, uh, we went down, I was married. He, he went down cause he didn't want me stopping. I was in the flow, you know, he went down and picked up this big, huge thing. And I love I don't know how you can love a shredder so much, but, <laughs> but I also said those files <laughs> online, you do. like it feels good to shred that stuff. It, it, just, it like, I, I seriously feel like it releases it like, okay, like say I just paid something and I write paid in full, I scan it, you know, into a file and then I shred it and it just feels like it's free. Completion. It's completion yeah. energy. 
it's absolutely completion energy that is done. The loop uh-huh. is closed. Yes. The bill is paid. And and I have returned the tree to a pulp state. And now it can be returned to earth. Oh, I like that. Oh, it's I just feel so I feel energy. so complete right now. Um, <laughs> but, yes. Oh, right. Because people are like, what do you do on every, you know, every few weeks? I spend time and I do all of that or because or I try to keep up on it weekly. Some weeks I'm successful. Well, right now I'm not, right? I got a big group of stuff waiting for the shredder, for the shredder <laughs> party. I'll have to call yeah. you. Hey, I'm shredding today. It's my shredder. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completion energy is awesome. It's what allows us to take that forward and create something new. If I you don't that. close the loop, you're just carrying around all this unfinished energy, right? Mm-hmm. That you, you need the completion energy, you know, to be able to keep going. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, I love that. Well, thanks for validating my shredder, my shredder loneliness. <laughs> no, it's love. No, it's not loneliness. It's love. It's love. I love that shredder. <laughs> right. Mine is, I put in the, you know, we did the nomad thing too. I put everything in storage a few years ago and only packed up what I needed. I got my little office box, like right mm-hmm. next to me. And my shredder was one of the things that went into storage, even as tiny as it is. And yeah, there are days I miss the shredder. I'm just like, I have to, I have to mm-hmm. shred. I'm, um, and tearing it up is not the same. <laughs> I, I've tried because I'll tear it, you know, tear it like, you know, you get the credit card mm-hmm. offers or something. I tear them and I just don't get that feeling of, yeah, satisfaction. And then I, now you just, you just completed me. It's completion. I like that whole cycle. So yeah, completion energy is good. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been so much fun, Crystal, you know, all this completion and I know we're, we're, we're wrapping up our time, but, um, how can people reach you? Goodness. Well, uh, if they download my five step method to decluttering, that will put them in touch with me by email. They can reply at any time and have a conversation with me. They could book a call with me, um, if they're interested uh, in speaking to me about their specific space and their specific clutter, mm-hmm. uh, at peace and prosperity alignment.com. And if you just want to hang out with me on social media, come find me on YouTube. Cool. And what's the name of your YouTube channel? Well, hopefully by the time this airs, <laughs> the easiest way to find it is just watch crystal TV. Okay. Okay. And we'll put that in the notes as well. And mm-hmm. and as well as I'll add it on my, um, my recommended channels under on my YouTube channel, which is, you know, the light up your worth, but um, I will include that uh, there for everybody to be able to find you. This has been so much fun. I feel so, gosh, I feel like my hidden, you know, secrets of my my need to shred it's just been resolved and i feel <laughs> you've normalized my feelings thank you right. there's no shame around it yeah. no shredder I, shame I at all know. yeah you don't have to be ashamed of it it's a good thing it's yeah, yeah it's full on a good thing so yeah. yay oh thank you so much it's been so much fun and uh all of the information that you shared have been so so useful for everybody so thank, thank you. you you're welcome thank you so much for inviting me If you enjoyed this Light Up Your Worth episode, be sure to share with a soulful friend who needs to hear this message. 
Thanks so much for listening and being part of the Light Up Your Worth community. My heart is full of gratitude for you. You are my inspiration to shine the light of spiritual heart-centered women. Now go out there and shine your own light. Sending you sunshine.